Hey, yo, what's up? It's just me this time. And I could give you different content, true. But then I'd have to think. I'm sorry. No, it's more like I was gonna maybe do something else, but then I decided not to. And then I had to go out and I come back. So we're just gonna do another book because why not? I'm sure you like it. I hope you like it. Don't leave me. Okay. <laughs> you know, take your break and then come back. I'm always here. Not maybe not always, but I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Um, where shall we go? There is that other website, right? Hmm, let me see. Where was it? What, what was it called? Yeah, it was this one. Alright, we're gonna just scroll and pick. And then we're gonna... Oh yeah, we start on the first chapter with this one. My bad. Okay. Let's see. Chapter 1. 13 nights into my new roommate situation had illuminated the myriad ways being an only child had not prepared me for living... For having a live-in best friend. On Maud's orders, sleepovers had been restricted to one night per week when we were kids. Goddess, how I hated that rule. Each time I walked Amelia home, I vowed to hack, 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 oh my god, don't throw me Roman goddess names. Hakate, 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 that she and I would live together forever after we were grown. No bedtime, no rules, no parents. Chocolate in all its various glorious forms for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 31 flavors of ice creams for brunch. Pie for dinner? What? What? Like lunch and din- I have never heard that- Okay. Cake for dunch? Cake? Dunch? Like- What? Dunch? Okay. Basically, I envisioned, envisioned adulthood as one never-ending sugar high. But what I had in picture was my type A bestie padding around- Woolworth's house in boy shirt panties paired with mismatched tank tops stained by chocolate milk dribbles, her hair a bird's nest tangled at her nape, her teeth fuzzier than my sock. That is image I never wanted to think about. Or the all-zero diet she had adopted, although I admired her dedication to marshmallowism. Or the bathing optional clause she seemed to have penciled into her temporary lease. Or the stocking. The stocking was the worst. Odette had a cat once. A familiar as old as the sand I tracked into her house. And it trailed her everywhere. Including the bathroom. Once or twice. When I was visiting. Jean Claude would miss his cue and end up on the wrong side of the door. When that happened he wedged his nose into the crack where the door met the frame. And yelled get in like his world was ending that is every cat not a familiar that's every that's every cat but if anyone miss offered approached him to offer sympathy he would whirl on them hissing and spitting 
That was post disownment Amelia in a nutshell. Only she has so much worse because thumbs. <laughs> When I was home, she walked a step behind me, her toes brushing my heels. When I left, she pressed her nose to the glass, her breath fogging the pain as she clocked my trips through the garden, across the lawn, or down the driveway. She's your best friend. That sounds, um. Coming home was worse. Amelia waited for me in the foyer, foot tapping, arms crossed over her chest. She was ten times the Nagwuli had ever been, and even the old house was starting to fray under the constant strain of having Amelia pacing her floors night in, night out. But what else could I do? I had pon 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 ponied up the cash for the three point. Five million dentures she owed the society for the crime she committed during her voluntary position by the. This is. The book, die, die, ah, oh, okay. I'm gonna have to, just somebody. In Jewish mythology, a, a die book. Was a, is a malicious possessing spirit believed to have be to be a, a dislocated soul of a dead person. This is something I never knew. Mm -hmm, let's learn. There's Jewish mythology. Jeez, there's an image. Okay, it's from. It's a Yiddish word. Okay, dabak, dabak. I think, meaning adhere or cling. Huh, the real meant for her. A malicious possessing spirit for a dead person supposedly leaves the host's body once it has accomplished its goal. Sometimes after being exercised, that means it doesn't leave the body. Interesting. Interesting history. It first appeared in 16th century writings. What is it called? Debak. Debak. De. Dabak, dabak. Ah. Oh my god! For example, it was suggested that sloppily made mazal, which I assume is a food, or entertaining doubt about Moses crossing the Red Sea, open one's household to dabak possession. Hey, don't doubt Moses. That's what it's all about. Okay, what is it? Where are we where are we going back to the story? Where is where 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 was I? Oh yeah, Dibbuk Ambrose. But the mandatory six month sentence she was required to serve as a member of my household host house. Why can't I read household? As a result of the, that transaction was immutable. As far as the society was concerned, I owed her and the rights to any service she provided during that period of time. As far as I was concerned, I had 170 days, and change. I what? and change to rehab, Amelia, 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 before releasing her from her bond to carve out a life from the wreckage of her previous one. A tentative knock drew me from my gloomy thoughts. Shuffling out of the kitchen, I left. I left Amelia shoveling in her first bowl of mini marshmallows and toasted oat cereal of the night 
I hesitated in the foyer, hand on the knob, and glanced overhead at the elegant chandelier. Who's speaking? I don't know. Well, girl, what do you think? Do I answer or do I pretend I'm not home? I can hear you, a girl replied primly, her voice muffled through the heavy wood. Here's his mouth. I can hear you. <laughs> the crystals tinkled with laughter at my expense. Me and my big mouth. The door swung open to reveal a young woman, maybe a year or two older than me, with her with wavy chestnut hair that brushed her narrow shoulders. Her wide hazel eyes belonged on an anime character. High cheekbones gave her face a familiar shape, as did her thin lips and severe point of her tiny chin. Let me just say, it seems that in this world of magic, goddesses, and mythology, anime exists. <laughs> her smart black pantsuit smacked a taste and money, old money, and the frugal application of jewelry made a statement. Something along the lines of, I might only be wearing one ring, but I could sell it and pay off your mortgage. That's actually a nice line. The diamond perched on her left hand spring might as well have been a grape. The glare nearly blinded me when she tucked her hair behind her ear. I had seen dimmer runway lights at airports. There was also the tail turn hum of ne necromantic, ne necromantic, necromantic power haloing her. Now that I was paying attention, I sensed it through my bond with Wooly. Crocodile tears sparkled in her eyes as she launched herself at me. Oh, Greer. Wooly, who was not the fan of strangers bum-rushing her threshold, flung up a transparent bear that sealed the door well. Door, door well. Door The woman bounced off the compressed air before her outstretched fingertips brushed my arm and she hit the porch on her butt with unladylike grunts. Ugh. With her hands cupping a button nose she may or may not have been born with, her voice came out stuffily. What? What was that? Who are you? I really hope Wooly hadn't broken her nose, plastic or not. At this rate, she was going to get a reputation. What? Why did you try to attack me? Attack you? She echoed, lowering her hands to reveal her reddened snaws. I was going to hug you. Oh. Random tackle hugs might even be more sinister coming from strangers than candy, if I'm being honest. In that case, I leaned against the doorframe. Who are you? The stubborn jet of her chin struck me as familiar. Why did you try to hug me? I'm Eloine. Oh God, I'm Eloise Marchand. She rose with a wobble on her kitten heels, then straightened her clothes. I'm your cousin. The lights overhead flickered in shocked bursts that matched the wild flutterings in my chest. Damn, Severine Marchand. The Marchand family mark. Mark. Mar <laughs> I can read. I have a degree. Mar. 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 
This is Matria, Matriage, Matriage, Matrion, Matriage. Uh, had disowned my mother and uh, I am bad at names. Evangeline on the day I was born. Mom had refused to reveal my father's name when asked, and Dan Marchian had severed all ties with the youngest daughter rather than risk a potential scandal over my pantry. At Louise's arrival, my terror, the extending of an olive branch, but I had been exorcised from their family tree before my first cry rang out through their wood. Through their through the world. Blood or no blood, I was Woolsworth. I was Woolworth, and this woman had no was no relation of mine. I hear voices. Amelie appeared at my shoulder, a spoon fisted in her hand like she knew how to use it, which, considering the number of empty cereal boxes in the trash can, she did. But I doubted it would do her much good here unless she planned on scooping out Eloise's eyeballs. Introduce us. This is Eloise Marchand. I glanced. I gestured toward the high society poster girl. My cousin. What is she? What are you doing here? Amelia demanded, knuckles gone white. What do you want with my. Wit? I'm trying to give her, like, a personality that she speaks really fast and aggressively, but. My pronunciation is not following. Is <laughs> it my lack of. What do you want with my. With Greer? A delicate frown gathered between Eloise's brows. I'm family. No, you're really not. Abandonment issues, I had them. Try again. I was three years old when grandmother disowned Aunt Evangel. She said, proving me right about our age gap. You can't hold me responsible for the decisions she made for us all. Amelia flinched in my I think you guys are here to just see me struggle or hear me struggle with English that I should know. Oh God, help me. No, I just need... Oh, this is a band, by the way. In 2005, their music style. <laughs> me, me trying to like look up how to preferry. You know, like when you're, it's in your few, your view, vision, your field, field of vision cries in trying to speak. Prefer, 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 oh God, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? P-E-R-I-P-H-E-R-Y. <laughs> ah, -E -E okay. Her wounds in that area much rawer than mine. I thought you were dead, Eloise continued, or our histories record you as stillborn. Interesting that I rated and mentioned at all with when this omen was meant to cleanse mom from their annals. Annals. Literally almost said anal. <laughs> oh, jeez. Less interesting was learning that Marchians had decided I was literally dead to them. Why show up now? That was the million dollar question. How did you find out I was alive? Odette Lancomte, she whispered, reverence for the famed seer stealing her voice. 
Odette told you? Skeptical as I was that she had, she would pin my private business to the family bulletin board, I had begged a favor of her. While gaining entry to Dame Marchand, she might have made a few more discreet inquiries along the way. What did she say? No, it was nothing like that. Eloise flapped her hands at the notion Odette might speak directly to her. I worried she might knock herself unconscious if that rock on her finger cooked her. I'm a practitioner. I'm training under grandmother at the family firm. There's firms. Interesting. At an unexpected uh, an unexpected pang hit to me at the glance of yet another stolen future, one where I worked alongside a cousin groomed by our maternal grandmother to take my place in the family business as a practitioner. She was supervising when I prepped the conference room for a new client meeting. Louise explained, when the receptionist patched a call through, we assumed it was a client. He was nervous about our suggestion he considered inducing death in order to jumpstart the resuscitation process. He was a high-profile client and required special handling. I tried to give this woman voice, but then my pronunciation got into the way because I can't even speak, much less voice act, or try to. Inductions ending human lives in their prime to raise vampires in peak condition. Peak condition cost extra. And I overheard Madame Lancomte mention Aunt M. Evangeline before grandmother muted the call and sent me home for the day. Her cheeks reddened. I was curious why Madame Lancome would con drop your mother's name. She ducked her head. Our mothers were twins, you see, and that bond has always fascinated me. Our family has multiple instances of fraternals whose magic twins? A particular ringing started my ear. No one told me. The heady truths swirled through me and left me weaving on my own feet. Can I see a picture? That's all I had to ask. One question, and she could show me a glimpse of mom. No, not mom. One of her possible futures. The hair, the makeup, the clothes, the expression. No matter how similar, belong to someone else. On the spot, I decided I never wanted to meet my aunt. I don't think my heart could take seeing her. I don't know what powers she has, but... I'm starting to maybe see, maybe it's like future seeing, but through pictures or something. Mom on um, mom decided with the family after the disownment, she said, picking her manicured, manicured fingernails. To my knowledge, she never saw or spoke to her sister again, but that's kind of hardcore like code. I don't know how twins are like. Maybe the whole twins um, bond is made up from TV, but... Damn. She regretted turning her back on family. I finished for her. Yes. And she hoped that fence might be mended through you and I? Yes. She replied slower this time. Oh, I mean. Yes. She replied slower this time. After Madame Lancomte called, I scoured the family archives and discovered she lives in Savannah. A section of her file was dedicated to her friendship with her mother and Maud Woolworth. She got her bottom lip. 
When I noticed the firmer Dan Woolworth also lived in Savannah, I followed up on a hunch and found you. That's where we end the page in my life as someone who speaks and reads at all. <laughs> all right, let's look this up. So this is uh, seems to be book three. It's called How to Break an Undead's Heart. The series, The Beginner's Guide to Necromancy, number three. Author Haley Edwards. Is it just me? It's probably just me. But I felt like this was so hard to read. Just out loud. Ooh, it seems like a lot of people like this, though. At least on Goodreads. Because I'm trying to look up a summary because that um, site doesn't really have summaries. Let's try to look and find the book details. All right. So it was published March 30th, 2018. So it's actually more recent. Not as recent as that one with the dick in the beginning. I mean, the big dick picture. <laughs> I mean, the dick in the snow. As in, you know, the, the image. If you haven't found that one, you listen to it, I guess. You want. Um, all right. Okay, let's go up. All right, so the person's name is Greer. I, I don't know how to pronounce that really, but I... Greer? Okay, the spoilers, I guess. Sorry uh, if you haven't read the first one. Uh, Greer finally. Oh, actually, yeah. If you're interested in this at all, like at all, I would not recommend listening to this synopsis. The first page is probably safe, maybe, but the synopsis always spoils like every single book before it. So if you're interested in this, look it up, you know, go for it. No, no, no shame. Even though this is called Trashy Midnight Reads, you know, some people are into some things. It's fine. I assume you're ready to listen or not if you moved on. You didn't want to hear it because you wanted to read it. Greer finally has the one thing she's always wanted. Bose Pritchard. These names are the worst things I have ever in my entire life. I'm bad with names anyways. Too bad her dream boyfriend is keeping her up nights. Just not in a sweaty or fun way. Boys has dialed down the southern charm and stopped returning her calls. His job forces him to keep secrets, but his radio science is cranking up her suspicions. He's a shameless flirt, but he's her shameless flirt, right? Soon, an attack on Woolsworth House leaves her with bigger problems than he loves me, he loves me not. Vampires are on the prowl, and they aren't the only predators circling. A new threat has emerged, one with Blood rides to Greer, with enemies closing in on all sides. She must choose her allies, and the decision could make or break her and her heart. Warning, this book contains a buttload of zombies, zombie parakeet poop. Like, grab a poncho and thank me later. Watch out, y'all. It's about to hit the fan. Hearts will break and heads will roll, literally. So this is my... Um, observations with series books, especially ones that are not more than two books. Um, especially after the second one. Um, the ratings, especially in Goodreads, uh, are not accurate after the second one. Because in terms of, like, will you enjoy this series? Because it's only the people who after the first and second one continued on with the series will rate it. So generally, they've accepted some level of BS, if there is any, and they will continue to read it and think it's great. 
that's what I'm saying. So actually, the best way to see if you want to read this book, I guess, if you care about ratings at all, is to um, see the first book, which I don't know which one it is. I, I maybe it's this one. No, that's number four. There's four books. That's already. It's already. Damn it, to me. I'm like no. There's a lot of books. Okay. How do how do I get here? Okay. So the first book is like under four, which makes sense to me. To me, because you know long books like this won't be like that. Long series like this. All right. Um. Well. You know, look that up if you're interested. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a good Wednesday. And I know the guest people might have been off, but maybe they were good. They were good to hear their voices and interest, um, interest, um, and etc. But I hope you're doing well. I will make a different content, I swear. But I hope this is entertaining. And if it's not, well, I hope if anything, it's comforting to hear while you sleep. I hope you're sleeping well because sleep's important. It really is. We're living well and feeling good um, and eating well. And if you're not, it's never too late to start. Truly, it isn't. So, have a good day, have a good night, and as always, thanks for listening.